Hello there. Welcome back. I am going to do something very holiday themed. And by holiday, I mean Halloween. To me, it's a holiday. I appreciate a good scare as much as anybody else. Um, and I thought, what better way to do this podcast or this episode of a podcast than to do the supernatural or horror-themed characters in comics. So, that's what we're going to do. Halloween's still a few weeks away, however, it's never too early to celebrate. And with that, here we go. So... The first character I want to talk about is Dead Man. Dead Man is a character in the DC universe, and for all intents and purposes, he is a ghost. He is a spirit that was once a man named Boston Brand. Boston Brand was an aerialist in the basically doing you know flips in the air like Robin did. I don't know what DC's you know. Uh, obsession was with people getting killed at the circus but they seem to have done that a bit in other facets of the lore and characters so originally dead man was kind of a murder mystery because boston brand didn't know who killed him and there was only a kind of fugitive like hook to keep the series going that Boston Brand only knew the villain who killed him as the hook, and knowing this kind of clue about him, he went on this quest to find him. Eventually, that storyline did get did get resolved, and he expanded into a sort of a a grander cosmic scale where he was sort of the tool of a Hindu god named Ramakrishna. And Ramakrishna sent him on various quests, um, ran this mystical jail called Nanda Parbat. Apparently my cat is in favor of the dead, the dead man Ramakrishna storyline. But he did that for a while. There was a while that he was actually resurrected um, later on. And then only to lose his life again. So he's been a few places. DC characters end up in different kind of incarnations. And that's kind of what his was. Um, His powers were possession. So he was immaterial. Like any good ghost. He actually wasn't able to be seen. Usually. And however he could possess the living. The living didn't have any memory of being possessed by him. Um, and so dead man would use those bodies that he hijacked basically to fulfill any of his like missions or trying to find out information. And in turn, in terms of, uh, the bodies, like I said, they didn't have any memory. However, where it did happen on one occasion, 
uh, at least one that I know of, because I read it when I was small, that uh, one of the people that he possessed ended up dying. And so death came about for that person he possessed, but he was fine. He had trouble against two types of um, enemies, ones that were very strong-willed, um, or just friends even, or just bodies is hijacking. People who were strong-willed, strong-minded, could often resist him and eventually cast him out. It wouldn't prevent the possession, but it would cast him out. As well as magic. Magic was a huge um, influence because he could be manipulated by it. So whenever there was magic about, dead men had to be careful. He was susceptible to uh, when the Spectre was killing all the magical characters in the DC universe, as well as when he was resurrected as a Black Lantern. Um, those would be some examples of magical interference. So I actually liked the character quite a bit. I thought that the possession power was like super cool um, because he could like interact and become many different people. The ethics of stealing a body well, came up and it was kind of fun. It was like, it was like watching or, you know, reading a few different things like a murder mystery, a grand mystical quest, a good old ghost story, relationships that he'd left behind. It had all a, a bunch of interesting stuff. So number one, the dead man. The second character was the specter. He was a spirit similar to Dead Man. However, he was unlike Dead Man because he was his own separate entity. At least one of the incarnations was. He started out as a ghost of a murdered police officer named Jim Corrigan. Then it was he was retconned into being a spirit who inhabited the body of uh, Jim, Jim Corrigan. And then he kind of turned out to be someone without a host for a while. Then he was merged with Hal Jordan. Um, for a while, he was a vengeful spirit. And yeah, so he had a few versions of him. He was very powerful. He was difficult to stop. He went through a period of time where he was wreaking his vengeance upon the magical uh, uh, beings of the DC universe. And he was also very wrathful. He was very vengeful against wrongdoers, very biblical kind of a figure for a while. And so he was seen as kind of an anti-hero versus a real hero because of how gruesome his methods could get. So number two is the Spectre. Our next character is from the Marvel Universe. His name is the Ghost Rider. He went through two major incarnations. He's went through many different people. However, there's been like two major incarnations. So the first one in, in the 70s involved uh, uh, Johnny Blaze, who was a motorcyclist who sold his soul to try and help um, one of his friends, or a member of his family, sorry, and sold his soul to Mephisto, who was like the devil of the Marvel Universe. And so he was given, uh, in an exchange... He, would, he was bonded with this demon named Zarathos, and his powers included having a flaming skull, 
having been able to make objects out of hellfire, and usually it was his motorcycle, able to toss flames. In the beginning, Johnny Blaze could control the demon form. However, later on, the demon form took control of him and over over his consciousness, I should say. And then it was then he became like the villain because Zarathos, being a demon, did not want to be totally subservient to Johnny Blaze's wishes. And so eventually uh, there was a major showdown and Zarathos and Johnny Blaze were separated. And that was like the first incarnation. The second incarnation was the most recent one, you know, because it's been going on for a few decades, is the Spirit of Vengeance. So it was had uh, uh, it's been with multiple people, multiple hosts. It is like an entity. Um, it is uh, uh, seen as sort of a a being that gets passed down from person to person, not necessarily in terms of like not like a a genetic legacy or inherited. It is more of just picking certain hosts and powers include um, the similar uh, flaming skull kind of look as well as having a motorcycle that has hellfire attached to it, chains that come out of it, at least in the Dan- Daniel Ketch um, version. I don't know about the other versions. And then the new addition was a pen and stare. So a pen and stare is where Ghost Rider would look at somebody and they would experience psychic turmoil and penance for what they've done. And I thought it was a such a cool premise or such an interesting reboot of the Ghost Rider. Um, and I think that, you know, had they not given that um, franchise to Nicolas Cage, I think that even though Nicolas Cage is awesome in so many ways... I know, don't come at me for that. But at least he finds he makes some movies very interesting in his own campy way. But I feel like they could have done a better job and not made that franchise campy. But great, great character, great opportunities for a character. And that would be the Ghost Rider. So my next character is from DC Comics again and it is not a superhero comic in a sense but it was a strong character so it is a little bit from the last few characters we've talked about but the comic book is called I Vampire and it was brought about in the 70s Um, main character's name is Andrew Bennett and he is as the title suggests a vampire and he was what I loved about it, it was that it was very mellow, melancholy, very melodramatic, um, and it just had some had some horror elements. It had some like romance and, like I said, melancholy. Andrew Bennett was uh, a man who was turned into a vampire in the year fifteen ninety one, and he was turned into his turned into a vampire by his lover Mary Seward, and. So then the comic book basically is chronicles this weirdly toxic thing that he's got with Mary because she is 
beyond evil Mary. And she is helping vampires take over the earth, a rap, you know, a sociopathic killer. And he's trying to stop her, but they are connected. And he ends up taking a human lover. And so his there's a path of redemption arc in there. And at the um, end of the arc of the comic book, he dies, which I kind of like, and he finds peace in that. However, because he's and because he's suffering this horrible fate, that he's wasting away and he's paralyzed and he can't do anything. And at the end of the the series, he is given peace by his human lover, and I loved kind of that concept. It was very fitting for this series. However, he gets resurrected later on. I've never read any of those ones. I prefer to keep it in its original series because I loved the concept so much of how no don't get me wrong it's not like it's kind of soap opery in some places for sure but I love it it took a different path than um, a lot of a lot of series did at that time and it was one of the one of my favorite non-superhero comic books that DC ever did Um, uh, the only thing that I've really got into as much was the later incarnations of the Swamp Thing and Sandman for Vertigo. So that, but as a child, that was my non-superhero comic for sure. Okay, that is I Vampire. Next up is Marvel character, Blade. Blade is a vampire hunter. He is... Uh, he has vampire blood in him, vampire characteristics and powers due to his mother who is um, changed by him. And in the movies, I'm not so sure about the later comics, he's labeled as a daywalker. So that's what helps him in his fight against the vampires as he has vampire killing tools, but he also has strength and hand strength. He also has very proficient with hand-to-hand weapons, and so his um, quest is to destroy vampires due to what happened to his mother and, in effect, him. So, pretty cool character. I wouldn't call it, like, you know, the coolest or anything like that, but I certainly did appreciate uh, the movie a lot, how it kind of made the character even more badass. So, props to Wesley Snipes for that. So my final character from comics, kind of a cross between superhero, takes a little bit from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, but is pretty much has her own identity as well, would be the comic book Hack and Slash. I was very pleasantly surprised by this book. Um, It features Cassie Hack, who is... Uh, a final girl character trope, and and but also it's a little bit different because she is the daughter of a serial killer. The mom um, is known as the lunch lady and ends up killing a whole bunch of people at her school, and then she ends up taking out her mom, and then she has to go on the road later finding out this grander type of supernatural conspiracy involving revenants, and revenants are the terminology used for undead serial killers like you might find Jason Voorhees um, and other characters like that. 
but she was they were able to use that kind of basic template and she fought everything from slasher types from the horror movies to demons um spiritual entities um very strong horror both in its campiness at times and both in terms of true horror like near the end oh my goodness it got so wildly dark but still had his campy issues she had a sidekick named vlad who was um isolated and raised and kind of sickly with respiratory illnesses but he was a hulking brute of a man very strong and and super loyal to cassie and so uh that was what the series was about was her venge quest for finding out her heritage destroying monsters and her desire to be a normal girl so again some things borrowed from the the other properties but they made it their own and i like that so check it out if you have not heard about it it's amazing go check it out hack and slash there's our list if there's ones that you felt should be on that list even more so than the ones on the list if you feel that my picks are way off base and you have better ones let me know kovaz965 at gmail.com um thanks for listening for those who download and happy halloween everybody